Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bright Time. Before we get into today's podcast, I just wanted to take care of a few housekeeping issues. Uh, the first one being an update on my flipping the switch on Bright Time to becoming Mind Time, where I'll be interviewing people who are not in my quote unquote inner circle. Um, I've already begun doing that. I've uh, actually uh, interviewed two people now. Uh, and the reason why I have not posted them is I'd like to have maybe three or four podcasts of uh, the new style um, ready before I flip the switch, change the name of Bright Time to Mind Time, and then hit everybody with these new podcasts all at once. So that's going to happen soon. And I'm pretty excited about that. In addition, um, I guess one thing that you all could do to help me is um, help me build some of the credibility of the podcast. We have over 2,200 downloads now, which is helpful in asking people who don't know me to join the podcast and come on for an interview. Um, but one other thing that would clearly be helpful is to have a really good rating on Apple Podcasts. So I would ask everyone, if they were willing and really like the podcast, to go on to Apple Podcasts, uh, click on Rate, uh, give the podcast five stars if you really like it, and may, maybe also say something nice about it. And I think that will help when I reach out to still other people and ask them to come on the podcast. It'll just give it the extra credibility that I think will make them more likely to do it. So on to today's podcast, which is of Scott Millman. Uh, Scott was my next door neighbor through most of my childhood. Uh, he's two years younger than me, so he was closer friends with my brother Adam. But we talked about in the podcast growing up in that Bronx apartment building many of you have heard about uh, too much, some would say. We talked about his life after he moved away to Queens when he was 13, uh, his days in college a little, uh, his jobs, his family, and perhaps most significantly, we talked about the fact that Scott, just four months prior to the taping of the podcast, had a heart attack. Um, so I found it very interesting to hear what that was like for him, uh, that whole experience from beginning to end. Um, obviously, very important one in someone's life, and certainly interesting to people uh, as we all get older, and that becomes a risk factor for others. So I think you're going to find this podcast very interesting with Scott. I enjoyed seeing him after having not seen him for a while. And so, without further ado, I bring you Scott. What does a man with a lot of interesting friends and some time in his hands do? He starts a podcast. Welcome to Bride Time, a sit-down with a different person from Brian's inner circle. So get ready. It's bright time. I'm here with Scott Millman. Scott, hey. welcome to the show. Hey, it's, it's great, great to be here. here. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have you. Um, you don't come to my house too often. I, I, I can't, can't believe I'm here. here. I still can't. <laughs> I got to pinch myself. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, Listen, just, Eric and Adam say the same thing sometimes. They don't get invited too much either. I can believe it. Yeah, I so, believe it. so uh, in the intro, I will have already told the audience that you are my friend from the Bronx, and in fact, not just friend, our next door neighbor for our whole childhood. Right. And am I correct that you were there from, you know, zero, or did you come at one or two years old? I moved yeah, at two, two months, months old. old. I moved to Bronx. So in 1969? 1969, yes. To that same apartment right next door to us. Same apartment. What, do you remember being excited moving next to us? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> at that age, absolutely, 100%. Now, what, not, not us, you. Yeah, me in particular, yeah, of course. Just you, not, not us. Now, what's your exact birth month? So June. So you are a month younger than Adam. A month and four days. Okay. So Adam, my brother, and you were like, I guess if you would say who was your 
biggest friend among the Denevsky brothers was Adam, because sure. you guys were the same age, same grade, right. and all that good stuff. And you were too cool for us. Well, th- we'll get to that, because <laughs> I was a bad, I was a bad uh, next door neighbor, older guy, but, you know. The we'll, worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get to that. So, oh, we will. So, uh, I don't think we really need to know where you live before you you came to no, the first two months. Not. But you know, and people have heard the Bronx stuff a lot. Um, some people have heard it too much. Um, they don't like to hear about my one bedroom apartment in the Bronx. But you had one too, right? I had. Yes, we did. Actually, we had a two bedroom. You had a two bedroom. Yeah, one one bath. Smaller, smaller bedroom than you had, though. You had a. So, so uh, according to Eric, your bedroom was like 800 feet big. Well, do, you, do you remember it that way? No. <laughs> but it was big. It was definitely bigger than we had. But you had two, You had an extra bedroom. Yeah. Did you share your bedroom with your sister? Yes. Till how old? Till 13. Till 31. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, let's roll back a little. And, you know, what, what is your earliest memories of the Bronx? And then we'll relate well, it to us. I can pretty much... Uh, Sum it up like this. People ask me all the time, you know, Scott, if you can, if you can, um, you know, sum up your your time you spent in the Bronx. How would you do it? And I always try to think of like an autobiography or something that I would use or or a title I would use for an autobiography. And I came up with two. And this is where I'm hoping you can help me out with this, Brian. I'm torn between these two names. Okay. One of them would be almost Dineski. <laughs> now, now let me explain this for a second. Now, the reason I say almost Dineski is because, you know, we were very close. I was almost like the fourth brother. Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not, yeah. I don't blame you if you don't. Well, I treated you equally bad uh, as my <laughs> actual brothers. You so. did. I was actually pretty much the fourth brother. Okay. And, you know, I considered your parents just like my parents, you yeah. know, almost like a second set of parents. Yeah. I remember your father giving me the, uh, you know, the speeches about life and, you know, saying, Scott Gula, let me tell you something, Scott Gula. He goes, no matter what. You doing, if you remember one thing that I've taught you in your lifetime, let it be this. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> because I don't care if you shoot somebody and the gun's still smoking and the body's laying there. You know, the cops show up. What body? And it wasn't me. I was seven years old when he was telling me this story. Seven years old. But anyway, the reason I say almost an Esky is because, um, and almost a brother, because, you know, brothers invite each other to <laughs> each other's bar mitzvah. And I w- the only thing I remember about your bar mitzvah, Brian, was I remember Heidi and Barry Nissenbaum, who lived on the third floor. They were my babysitter. Okay. They came to babysit me while my parents and my sister went to your bar mitzvah. My sister went to your bar mitzvah. I didn't go to your bar mitzvah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I see we're going to get right but, into it. But this is, you know, no, this no, is water under the bridge. No, no. Let, let, let's, let's get to this right now because it's obviously something that's been preying on your <laughs> no, mind. No, no, not at all. Okay. What makes you say that? Okay, well... You you didn't you said you heard Eric's um, podcast but not Adams am I am I getting that right correct all right so you heard me tell Eric well he was complaining that I tortured him a lot yeah and I apologize for not being a good big brother in that respect but I also apologized or in Eric's or some other podcast that I when I was that age I felt like I didn't want to be with my younger little brothers and I guess as you say a fourth brother you were a younger little brother too. And it was jerky me, like the, the a good big brother would have brought you guys into everything. So I think when I had my bar mitzvah at 13 and you're 11, I'm like, well, why would I invite this 11-year-old kid? Um, but the, the real answer should have been, because he's like a brother to you. But I didn't invite you. I'm not buying it, but okay. Well, no, that, I'm, I'm saying that's all bad. I've given you a bad story. So first of all, I'd like to say I'm sorry. No. And if Apologies I ever get bar mitzvah again, this is this is a dream come true. Now you're apologizing to me. I'm a, well, I mean it. And if I do have another bar mitzvah, I renew my bar mitzvah vows. Uh, I will probably invite you. 
just not a second brace. I don't want to do that for that. <laughs> no. And as for your sister, you know, she was in my grade. And yes, but you weren't even friends with her. I know, but we had to have a few girls there because I didn't even like girls, so we invited a few girls. But uh, all right. So, so, so that's that, the first almost, title almost of my Almost an Almost an I love this, it already. The second title I have is Happy Days. <laughs> now, let me explain this to you. I mean... You know, the Bronx, growing up in the Bronx, we had a lot of happy days. It was a lot of fun, you know. Um, did we? And, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess we did. We didn't know any better. <laughs> we'll so I guess we did. All right. But um, thinking back and, you know, looking back, you know, we were even kind of like the people on Happy Days. Eric had a big mouth. so He, he was like Ralph Mouth. Okay. Adam was kind of like Richie Cunningham, only because I, I wanted to be Potsy, so I'm Potsy. Okay. And you were the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, the reason I say it is because everybody looked up to Brian. Brian was like the Fonz. Everybody wanted to be Brian. All the boys wanted to be Brian. All the girls wanted to be with Brian. Only Brian didn't like girls, so he didn't know at that Still time. Still not sure about girls. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is true. Okay. But, the, but the ironic thing about it is like even now, when you look back, now, here we are 45 years later, 40 years later, whatever it is. And anyone that grew up in our generation could relate to this. When you see the Fonz now, you see Henry Winkler. You're like, that's the Fonz? He's like five that's, foot two. That's the guy we all used to idolize? <laughs> I, that's I, I, the same reaction we have now when we see you, You're Brian. having that same moment. Right? We're, like, we're like, that's Brian? That's the guy we used to idolize? <laughs> that guy sitting across from me? I think we should go with almost an F-key, given that story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> Those are good stories. But... Fair enough. But anyway, uh, yeah. as far as the happy days go, the happy days kind of ended for me in the seventh grade when we went to... Uh, to Castle Hill Junior High School. All right. Wait, so you still lived in our apartment? I, did. I lived there for another year in, okay. in, in the seventh grade. Well, why do you say the happy days ended? Well, well, you don't really, you being in the SP class and your brother being in the SP oh, class were... didn't know any better. I was in 7 1. Oh, no. Which was the first class right below the SP class. All right, just so everyone knows, yeah. and people probably have surmised, the SP class are like the accelerated class, or like, right? Or I... Of course you would surmise. I mean, you were in it, so, so they'd have <laughs> well, to know it was the well, I'm saying pe- people class. would surmise if they didn't know what SP means. <laughs> Oh, they know you. Yeah, they know a lot, they I, know a lot of anger coming out. But I like, but, so you didn't make into the SP no, class so, in so that I, terrible school. So, so I, didn't make it, I didn't make it into the SP class. Now, the oh, accelerated I'm class. Sorry, I'm sorry already, but this is going. The accelerated class had their own lunchroom. Did I don't we, know if you remember. Yes, you had your own lunchroom. You didn't eat with everybody else. Is that true? Yes. But, but there were only a few accelerated classes. What did they yeah, put us in? There were three accelerated classes. They, they had their own lunchroom. Is that to keep us segregated from the... Yes, yes. And there was a reason for that. Well, you could tell that. And some of this has come up, by the way. Junior High School 127 has come up in the podcast for obvious reasons. Right. It'll become clear in a moment. Now, um, now, I would try to sneak into the SP lunch. Half the time I would make it, half the time they'd kick me out. And they used to kick me out, and I would go down to this lunchroom with kids from 7, 7... Nine, seven, ten, seven, eleven. Oh, you so, could the, imagine. so the numbers—the lower the number, the higher the, the number, the worse the class was. Yes, I didn't yes. realize it was so yeah. so regimented and that it way. It went all the way down to seven thirteen, and I was in seven. You one. were seven one. So, Congratulations! That's not yeah, too bad. But I, would, but I still <laughs> had to eat lunch with these kids. Okay. So I used to stand there online. I used to go to order food. It was like prison almost. And, and back then, the big thing was rednecks slapping somebody oh in the back of the neck, slapping someone in the back of the neck. Yeah, I mean, so, I, ne- I never had the pleasure of giving one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got your share. Oh my god. Um, and anyway, there was a time where I just got sick of sick of well, running. Let, let's take a step back. So basically, with the rednecks, what you're describing, and it kind of came up, I think, in Matt's. You could just be walking down the hall, and you remember, we're little kids, we're like 12, 13 years old, and some big upperclassman would just smack you on the back of the neck as hard as he could, and you basically had to just walk away and, and eat that right and it and right. it's it's kind of demoralizing but you got used to it <laughs> you could run yeah you could walk away well you run you or know. you could fight 
Yes. And now we weren't going to fight. No. And we weren't, you know, sometimes we ran, but I got sick of running after okay. a while. So, so I, I like this. This could so, be so we stood there and we a took Rudy it. story. So we stood there and we took it. Okay. So now what I decided to do towards the end of seventh grade was I decided, you know what? I'm going to grow my hair long. And the reason I'm going to grow my hair long is because now it's going to be a little bit harder to give me a, a redneck. Now you have to lift, physically lift my hair up and slap me on the back. And that's why you neck. became a heavy metal long and that's, guy. And that's how I became a heavy metal guy. Oh, I thought the story was going to go that you stood your ground, you beat up some guy like no. in 3 o'clock high, <laughs> well, and everyone cheered for you, and you got the chili. Funny girl. thing you should mention, I'm actually going to bring 3 o'clock high up in my neck <laughs> okay. as I go on. Okay. So now, after seventh grade, it was the summer, and my parents are like, Scott, we're moving to Queens. By the way, stop for a second. Am I correct? Let me just guess. You never came home and told your parents about this. You just I suffered just, it. I just suffered we, it. We, we all did. This came out in, in multiple podcasts. We all just kept our mouths shut. Our parents were no had no clue about this. It's hard to imagine the way we parent now that our oh, kids, this could happen to our kids. We wouldn't know. But in our generation growing up, you just took it. You could get beat up and come home and you wouldn't tell your mom. Right. You never know? said a word. Never said a word to anybody. It wasn't bad parenting. It was, it was no, we kept it from them. Just us. Just okay. Kids being kids. So continue, please. So now I move. It's the summertime and my parents come up to me one day and we say, Scott, we're moving to Queens tomorrow. Literally like that. Happened overnight. So, you know, I'm sad to say goodbye. You know, it's the summertime. You know, I, I don't even know if you guys were still there because I we actually go, go actually didn't there. like the summer because you guys weren't there in the summer. We would go away to the Catskills, yeah. The summers, for me, were terrible. I liked the school year better than the summer because you guys were there. Not necessarily junior high school. <laughs> right, school right. Year, but, so, so you get the bad news and, and off you go. And, and off I go to Queens. Wow. So we Just come like back that. and you're gone. <laughs> like that, I'm gone. I don't know if we noticed that. Um <laughs> Did that really? I don't to this day. No, a, lot of people, a lot of people didn't. It's actually, no, it's actually pretty funny, you know. But a lot of people didn't even recognize I didn't even realize I was gone. Probably until two, three, four years later. Well, you know, most people were living on their lives, right? yeah. but but you guys went off to Queens. Yeah, we went well, off to Queens. The only thing I knew about Queens was the Mets played at Queens. That's all I knew. So about So that was Queens. something good, right? Yeah. So you, you are know, obviously a huge Mets fan. I don't know if we'll get to it, other than to say that you're a huge Mets fan. Yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, we all are. I mean, yeah. Well, Do, not all. Is, is that because of uh, anything to do with us? Uh, being Probably. Up together? Probably. Was your dad a Mets fan? No, he wasn't really a sports fan. He yes. Be, he became a sports fan because of me. All right, so you probably just jumped onto the Nevsky thing, and probably, we got it from maybe. my dad, and yeah. Yeah, maybe. Probably. All right, so there's really no reason to talk about the Mets until yeah, yeah. they actually have a... But okay. I do have a Mets story also. Hey, let's go. Well, uh, you, you, I'll, want, you want to go chronologically. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. we got to go in order. You, I like <laughs> that. You've come to the podcast with, you have a, precon, you know, a, a preconceived notion of how you want this to go. Well, you know, I love I've been that. listening to your podcast for so long, and I always said to myself, you know, <laughs> what, what would I talk about if I was on Brian's podcast? Wait, so long, you mean the so, one time you listened? <laughs> well, you know. So, I, so you've had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, I had a lot All of time. Right. To so think don't let me talking. stop you. You're, you're on a roll. Let's go. So, uh, so now I moved to Queens. And one of the first days I'm in Queens, I'm walking down the street, and I got my long hair going, you know, thinking I'm, thinking I'm bad. And these kids are walking towards me. And all of a sudden, they cross the street when they see me coming. So I'm like, hey, you know what? This I can get used to this. People are afraid of you. I can get used to this. People are afraid of me. Long hair guy from the Bronx. Me. People are afraid of me. And this, I can't so, imagine it. It, it. it was crazy. So, so that was a good thing. So, yeah, it was a great thing. So a couple months later, school starts, and now, you know, I'm kind of like Lindemann in 3 o'clock high. Okay. And, uh, you know, people are like, you know, that's that kid from the Bronx over there. You know, that's a kid from the Bronx. I heard he even who, killed wait, somebody. Lin, Lin, oh, you know, <laughs> I heard he even killed somebody. You don't somebody. mean Lindemann. You mean Buddy Ravel, right? No, Lindemann. Wait, who's Lindemann? Oh, you're Peach's, the... Peach's bodyguard. 
Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about My Bodyguard, now. 3 O'Clock High. Oh, I'm sorry. My okay. Bodyguard. Okay, yes. My Bodyguard, another classic. I'm sorry. My, bodyguard. My Bodyguard is the one where the kid's getting beat up. That's And I'm he sorry. hires That's right. the, the, the tough guy. And you're yeah, the tough guy. Yeah, he's the tough guy. But but I'm the kid. Like I come to school, and I was like, "That's that's the kid from the Bronx." I heard he even killed somebody. So you have a reputation. Like, yeah, now I got a reputation oh, of being a tough great. guy. I would kill for it was, that. It was the greatest. And it really held up. Like oh, it was. You know, I had no friends, but it was great. Oh, gee, I, I didn't seem, need friends. That seems like a fair trade-off. I didn't need. It was great. It was it was well worth it. So that's great. That is great. Oh, it was totally. Worth it. <laughs> so uh, so you go to Queens, and unless you have any great Queen stories, I, I they would make me sad to hear. So. I would rather skip ahead. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really, you know. So you, <laughs> so you went to Queens, you went to high school in Queens, and then off to college you go. Yeah. In Queens. School. Yep. I ended up in Queens. I went to Oneonta for a year. I came back to Queens. Right. I graduated from Queens. All right. Well, that's we, we went a little too fast there. So let's go to Oneonta. So my brother Adam went to Oneonta, and he, he went four years there, or maybe five. <laughs> but uh, you went for a year. That was only um, And you you knew Adam there, obviously. And um, so we talked... Pre, you know, yesterday about this, you know, you have a few good Oneonta stories, even though you're only there a year. I, I like one involving a parking incident, but if you don't feel ah, comfortable, no, no, I'm got So tell tell the story about uh, when you were parking your car. Okay, start from the beginning. All right, so, that's a good one. I, I love that story. So <laughs> okay, it's St. Patrick's Day, and it's got. A, I think it's 1991. I walk downtown with my friend. Like, let's get drunk. It's eight o'clock in the morning, and you live downtown. I live downtown. In Oneonta. Yep, but we walk, so everything was cool. I walk back home, and I take a nap, go to sleep, I don't know, maybe two hours, three hours, you know, sleeping off, you know, it's still early. I get a call from a girl I was going out with who lived on campus, and she's like, Scott, why don't you come by? I'm having a great party here. You should come by. So I said, all right, you know what? I'll stop by the house. If the party's good, I'll park my car, and I'll stay overnight. If it's not good, I'll just get back in my car and leave. So I pull up. I double park in front of the dorm. I run upstairs, and the party looks pretty good. So before I go, somebody hands me a beer. I chug the beer real quick, and I go downstairs. I get in my car to go park my car. Now, again, the reason I'm parking my car is so I don't have to drive drunk. Yeah. But I'm drunk. You're, but you're very responsible. So Right. And uh, I, I'm responsible. I'm yep. responsible drunk. So I get in my car, and I'm driving my car, and I get pulled over by campus police in the parking lot. So the, the campus security comes up to my car. They say, put your car in park. So when I put my car in park, the car jerks a little bit. In the back seat, I had like two Schaefer beers sitting, two bottles of Schaefer beer that have nothing to do with the story at all. Did they clank or but something? But the two bottles clank together. Nice. So now- uh, They can hear the- They hear the clanking and, and they make me get out. They give me a breathalyzer. They, you know, and the next thing I know, I'm being carted off in the back of a, of a paddy wagon. And then you got a DWI. And I got a DWI. And which, which in your mind led you kind of leaving the school. Yeah. Okay. I that that wasn't the best part of the story. The best part of the story is the passenger. The passenger at the time was a squash. <laughs> the, re- the reason I had a squash in the car was because I was pledging a fraternity at the time, and we had a squash, and we had to treat the squash like the squash was our brother. You know, we, we had to shave with it, we had to shower with it. You know, and the, the brothers would always try to steal it from us at any time. They can try to take it. So I have a squash seatbelted in next to me. You know? I love that you seatbelted. Like, was, yeah, well, we had to. You know, if something happened to the squash. But you get in a car accident. <laughs> right. You want the squash to be safe. Right, right. I, 
I probably wasn't wearing a seatbelt with the squash. Had that makes perfect. On. Well, you got to take it. <laughs> and by the way, this is you. The fraternity you were right, were pledging was Adam's fraternity. Yes. And I think he was president at the time, right? He was. That's crazy. He should have given you like a squash exemption or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did they did the cops make note of the squash or did? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All, all I remember was they took me away and they they took my picture with the numbers. I'm mean, yeah. like I'm a real. Criminal. You have that picture still? No, I don't. But because I would like to, I would use that for the podcast. I, I think <laughs> I do have the article still because it was a local newspaper that used to print. You know. Um, so and so got a DWI. So and so got in trouble for this. So and so. So I went to school the next day, and everybody knew that I that if, I got my if, if I'm not too lazy, I could make a request for that record, that photo. Oh, I would. <laughs> I would love to see it. <laughs> a little thumbnail picture of you on yeah. your pocket. Uh, I'll, I'll, Me and my mullet. So, uh, so you go back to Queens. You get your degree, and you graduate. And then I, I lost track of you for a little while after that. Well, I did. You know, I had the. The way I figured, I think I had 23 different jobs after, you after college, you know, bouncing around. You did a lot of stuff. The, the only one I remember hearing about, I guess, when you would talk through Adam, was you had a route, like a, was it a potato chip route? I had a cake and pie route. I had a vending machine route. I so, had a stationary store. I had a whole bunch so, of things. So for people who didn't have routes, <laughs> everyone was listening. Um, so a route was like, you had, you know, if you had a potato chip route, you would go from deli to deli or store to right. store that has potato chips and you'd be the guy who stocked them right i was the guy that, that stocked the delis yeah, yeah. and uh and that's how i made money i got paid okay. by stocking it and by uh and i would come back every week and i would take out all the spoilage or okay. i would have somebody steal the spoilage and then i would go in and there'd be no spoilage that's a, everyone <laughs> Which, knows that's, that's totally okay did, you know, that's okay back I'm not then not gonna lie that now but, that's that's inappropriate but back then it was okay well that's kind of why i got out of it i couldn't i couldn't sleep at night because you were doing bad things. Uh, yeah okay. I, I felt guilty after a while so, i couldn't sleep at night so what was the dominant job you've had in in your in your adult life. Well, since then, or well, I guess I, I mean we don't, we don't we don't I don't I mean unless there's a few really interesting ones among the twenty three nah. that had <laughs> no, 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 right no. there. It's a job. Yeah. But but what have you been doing for the last ten years? Insurance. Okay. I sell all kinds of insurance. I've done insurance now for the last eight years. Your insurance program. Years. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing that for about eight nine years now. Um, is it going to be a sales pitch during this podcast? No. Because I'm ready. No. I could use some insurance. I'm not. I'm not going to. I was. Th- I was thinking about getting the whole term. And with the death benefit. Can I get that from you? Sure. <laughs> we'll talk later about that. <laughs> okay. I don't think everybody wants to hear about no, that. No, okay. Right so now. we're not going to talk about jobs. I don't blame you. For, who, I don't I, in fact, hear about nobody really, con- reflecting back, nobody wants to hear about anyone's jobs for, for the most part. So I have a list of some other things Uh-oh. that you have interesting stuff about, um, not including the jobs. Um, I mean, but I don't know the stories myself, so I don't know how good they are. So you, I want you Tell, tell me a good story about your family. It could be how you met your wife, something about your kid. I know you have a few good ones in there, I'm but I want you to choose. Okay, I'll talk about how I met my wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's a pretty good story. By, by the way, just so you know, I didn't invent that snoring thing. Oh, yeah. My cousin Dave, who you'll see tonight, anytime you tell a story that goes past 10 seconds, he acts like he fell asleep. And I, really? I, See, actually, but, but not I, my stories. My no, stories no. Are, I mean, not, he just, that's the kind of I'm guy. I'm sure everybody listening right now is on the edge of this. No, of course. Oh, what's he going to say next? Yeah, that, I'm trying to build suspense by actually <laughs> What's he going to say next? So let's hear it. All right. <laughs> so it was June 15th, 1994. <laughs> 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 now, the only reason I know the date is not because I love my wife. And June 15th, yeah. So I've been married for a month now. At this Does December. that date sound familiar to you? June 14th, 94. 94. No. Okay. That was the date of the O.J. Simpson car chase. Oh, okay. Okay. Good stuff. The Rangers just won the Stanley Cup. Nice. The day before. The Rangers fans. I was out celebrating. The Rangers winning the Cup. My birthday was the next day, June 16th. 
And this is, I, I believe it was June 15th. It might have been June 15th. By the way, this story's coming back to me and I love it already. All right. Go. So um, we're hanging out. You know, I'm in, a, I'm in a bar. I'm drunk, of course. You know, the Knicks are playing the Bulls. There's a big playoff game on. Losing to the Bulls. Bulls. And um, everybody's the standing there in this club watching the, watching the game. And all of a sudden, they interrupt the game with this car chase. Like, what the hell is this? You know, I don't know. I'm drunk. I don't know. And there's a girl standing next to me and she's wearing a jacket. So I'm like, she must have just come into the place. She must know what's going on. You know, I must have been talking about it on the radio or something. Mm-hmm. So I hit her. <laughs> you I, hit the girl. Yeah, I, you know, I slap her jacket. Oh, boy. And I was like. I don't know I if you like, know that's not really acceptable no, anymore. I didn't slap her. I, I, hit, I hit her jacket. You tapped her. Okay, I tapped her. You tapped her hard. I tapped her hard. I gave her a tap. And okay. I, was like, I was like, hey. And she's like, hey. Mm-hmm. And then I said, um, what's going on? Do you know what's going on? And she's like, yeah. She's like, she's like they're chasing OJ. And that's how I met my wife. That girl that I slapped, that, so, who, who I tapped, yep. was my, so, became my wife. You see how many lives OJ ruined? So, <laughs> oh, you, you were waiting for that fun time. I was about to say, you know, you have OJ, to, a murderer uh, who murdered someone. The murder itself is why you're married. That's the reason. That's so, the reason so if that car chase doesn't happen, it's all, in all likelihood you don't, you don't smack her. No, I, don't, be, I don't smack you don't, her. You I probably don't beat don't her. her. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason and she probably has a better life. But, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, yeah. So and I do too. That's pretty good. That is a pretty good story. So you married her. I married so, her. In, wait, in ninety four, in ninety five, probably right. I married her in 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 ninety nine. Ninety nine. So it took four years plus. But she was young. Okay. younger. I was twenty uh, four, and she, was, and she was like twelve. Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So yeah. So, so you, you're twenty four, eighteen. That. That doesn't seem like a lot now that we're older, but that's no. a big difference at the time. At the time it was, yeah. Was it that you couldn't meet women in your 20s who were in their 20s at this time? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Could very well have been that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you had to wait until at least she was legal or whatever yeah. in yeah. most states. So that is a good story. So, so uh, legal and then and four years later, we have a son. And, know, my and son's uh, born. Hunter. Yes. Uh, Hunter has the same, his first name is my son's middle name. Yes. And his middle name is Austin, so I, I named him Ham. Hunter Austin Millman. I'm doing the, I'm doing the Hunter <laughs> Austin Millman, yes. We gave him the initials of Ham because okay. it was my in-law's first 100% Jewish grandchild. All they wanted was a Jewish grandchild. Okay. So I had to give him the initials of Ham. Just Because she has a sibling who she married has, a non-Jewish she has person? four sisters. The Three of them are married, and they're all married outside the religion. And you're the first Jewish? You, so I'm they love first, you. Oh, yeah. I was always okay. the first. And, you know, you wear the, the talis and everything. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Just when they're around. Just when <laughs> I stay home on Friday nights and you know, there you go. So, don't watch uh, TV or anything. So I, I have my list. Um, that I should hear the story about the birth of Skylar, your daughter. Is there a good story there? It's an interesting story. Because, I mean, like, usually it's just like you go to the hospital and the kid comes out. Well, And it's right. like, oh, what do I do now? And I got a kid. Okay, no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you this. <laughs> There's more to it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it took us eight years to have a second kid. We tried for years, tried and tried to have a kid. We just How did you try? couldn't have a kid. My wife just couldn't have a kid. How were you trying? Do you have to answer that? We, 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 you know, we were trying every, you know, once a year, whatever it was. <laughs> once every few months you try. Once a year, you know, we try. So I ended up, I actually quit my job because I found a, a job that includes in vitro as part of their insurance. And at this point, you realized yeah, that was what you needed in vitro, to do. and it's like $20,000 to do. And I said, you know what? What's another job? Free in vitro. So I, mean, I, so I quit my job. I, I always, by the way, all my jobs, when, I, um, when I'm interviewing, I always say, do you have free in vitro? And if they say no, I walk out. I don't blame so you. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, so, so that's why I actually took that job, was because I wanted that. Free in vitro, okay. Free in vitro. And it worked. So my daughter was born, and um, 
I was uh, sitting in the hospital right after she's born. I'm like, oh, I got to call my parents. You know, my daughter's born. So I call my mo- I call my father. He doesn't answer. I call my mother. She doesn't answer. Well, is everybody? I call my father again. No answer. And they know this is <laughs> yeah. this is happening. So about about ten minutes later, I get a call from my mother, and my mother's hysterical, crying on the phone. So I said, "What's the matter?" And she's like, "Um, she's like, Dad's dying." What? Yeah, my father was dying. This so is true. Like, this is a true, true story. story. I had. But- I had no like I, I didn't know what to do like I, I'm I'm like um um she's like go was, to the hospital go to Brookhaven wait, wait, hospital ta- and say me, goodbye to your father let me take a step back was your dad sick at this point um he was sick but the doctor said he's 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 gonna be okay he's gonna live you know he's, he's do you want to talk about what he had or he had, he had cancer but okay. he was supposedly like I said he was getting better it was going away and he was we, okay you, your the family's expectation was he he was gonna yeah. beat it yeah that's what the day before the doctor told us he was gonna beat it. Okay, and he was in the hospital the day before? No, he wasn't in the hospital. He was at home. He was at home. Oh, my God. He got up the next day. He wasn't feeling good. And, uh, they came, and they said he's dying. What? He's, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So here I am with the baby. You know, I don't know what to do. I, I The baby's born. It's supposed to be the happiest day of my life. You know, I, yeah. I put the baby down. I get in the car. I drive over to another hospital, say goodbye to my father. Well, well, I mean, and if then, you don't mind me asking, what was? It, how did he go from he's going to be fine? Did he... What what co- he, what happened he, in one day? He, he went septic. Oh, okay. And uh, if you knew my father, my father was he, he was kind of stubborn, you know. If he was the type of guy, like if you said, if you said you're not better until you go to the bathroom, right. say he's gonna go to the bathroom no matter what it takes. He's gonna go to the bathroom. But trying to go to the bathroom can also rupture your colon. Oh, right. And make you go septic, or it can also and give you like it, a brain aneurysm, and, and, and that's kind of what happened to him. And he went septic. Jesus. From it, yeah. So there I am, and you know. I, I, it took me like a year to get over because I. You know, Wait, I what, you, what year is this when this happens? This is uh, 2012. Okay. So now I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to feel. I'm like, D- you know, should I be happy? Should I be sad? Should I be happy? You know, like one minute I, I'm happy. One I minute. would say both. But it's just weird that it took it took eight years to have a kid, and, and the kid was born on, on that date? day, on the same day that you found out he was dying, and the next yeah. day he died. My father, <clears throat> all he wanted to do was hold on past midnight. He was dying like right there. And he, he, he made it until 2 o'clock in the morning the next day. So technically, he, he didn't die on her birthday. And that's what he wanted. Yeah, he didn't want to wow. die on her birthday. That's a very terrible story. Now, we got all, the, all, all, all the listeners are crying right all, now. That, all, you know. all, all my list says is, <laughs> talk to Scott about the birth of Skylar. You sent me this. I had no idea what was going I, well, oh, I, I don't tough. even know if I, if I was even going <laughs> to. I guess I was. I don't oh, know. Oh, no. Oh. But well, anyway... Anyway, All right. Well, 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 I got, I got we, some more good stories. Don't worry. Let, we, we could pivot to like, uh, you know, to trading baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you my med story. Okay. You have a, wait, the one we alluded to before? Yes. Okay. This is the one I, I alluded okay. to before. It was, I don't by know. The way, son, by the way, just so you know, I know you, you said at the beginning, your parents were like my parents in a sense. Like, I mean, we should take a step back. Our parents were friends. Yeah. I mean, we were next door neighbors in a little apartment building. And um, our pa- our moms literally went out what they called we yeah. went out for coffee like five nights a week and they would leave us probably when we were really young yeah, yeah, we to, were, to our you know in a, in a way they shouldn't let left us you know, all yeah. the time yeah leaving you in charge and, you, and I was I was a non-benevolent dictator <laughs> <laughs> I didn't beat you up ever right no, okay I don't think so, At least, I don't think right. so. Well, you still so, thank thank you you know thank you uh, uh, blessings yes, for that. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you. I don't know if I ever thanked you for not beating me up. Thank you. So anyway, 
my son. Um, and by the way, we haven't even hit the saddest story. Well, that's a pretty sad story, but we have another sad yeah, story right. coming, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I was very excited to have you on the podcast because you have an experience that yes. others should hear about. But go with, let's hear your myth story as an okay. interlude between okay. sad stories. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my son is uh, he's about six at the time. He was a big Met fan, you know, like us. He was big into baseball, loved baseball. That was his life. Love baseball. And we had a chance to go to the mall and meet Daniel Murphy. Okay, at the I, time... Mixed feelings about him, but okay. At the time, uh, this is when the Mets were trying to teach Daniel Murphy how to play the outfield. Okay. I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you remember that. It was a debacle. <laughs> he was terrible. You know, he they made him a first baseman because he basically couldn't do anything else. Yep. So um, we're online and my son's like, Dad, when it's my turn, can I go up to Daniel Murphy and ask him why he doesn't catch with two hands? Because you taught him so, right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like... Why not? <laughs> I, I can't ask him that because if I ask him that, I'm going to ask. But, you know, but, well, you're, but you're, you're six years old. Then again, most parents would protect their kids from yeah. asking a ball player a question you know is going to piss them off. No. Well, oh, not, not going to piss them off. Not me. All right. So it's finally our turn. And Hunter had a baseball that was signed by like like Billy Wagner and John Maine or people like that. And, um, and bad, Daniel Murphy's otherwise like. Otherwise known as bad Mets, ultimately. Yeah. Well, weren't they all? They were good at one point. Weren't they all bad yes, Mets? Good point. So, um. It's our turn, and uh, and Daniel Murphy's like, "Hey, kid, toss me the ball." So Hunter shakes his head, "No." Daniel, oh, Murphy, no. Daniel Murphy's like, "Hey, hey, kid, you know, come on, just throw it to me. I'll sign it for you. Throw it to me." Hunter shakes his head, "No." So Hunter walks up to Daniel Murphy, puts the ball down right in front of him mm-hmm. to sign. So Daniel Murphy signs the ball, and then he takes a picture with us. And after the picture, Daniel Murphy goes, "Hey, kid, I'm gonna ask you something." And Hunter said, "What?" He goes, "Why didn't you want to toss me the ball?" He actually has them? Yeah. He said, why didn't you want to toss me the ball? And Hunter goes, because I've seen you catch. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like that to him. Now, I'm sure if I ever bumped into Daniel Murphy again or anybody, any of, our, of your listeners do, he's got to remember that story. Wait, do you have that picture, by the way? I do. I, I have a picture. I would like, I think that might be the picture we're looking for for I, your podcast. I have a picture of Hunter with Daniel Murphy. <laughs> I do. And this is all pre-insulting Daniel Murphy. <laughs> pre-insulting Daniel Murphy. And I'm sure he'd remember that story. He'd have to. The time of... I know he meets a lot of people, but come on, that's a great story. Well, you know, it is, but, you know, did did Eric ever tell you the Sammy Sosa story? Yes. I yes. mean, I did. I don't know if it came up in the podcast, but real quickly. I think I Okay, he, um, oh, he mentioned it? I think so, yeah. All right, then we won't do it again. I think he The did. bottom line is he insulted, Eric insulted Sammy Sosa, or Adam did, <laughs> in the same way. You're going to drop it anyway. So that, that's great. Yeah, though. but they were old. They, they were six years old. Yes, they're not children <laughs> saying stupid stuff. They're, they're idiots. Idiot yeah, it's adults. a little different when I'm decided. That's funny. He laughed. You know, Daniel Murphy laughed, but it was kind of like, you know, like, yes, and this is all before it, type of laugh. But. Yeah, and this is all before Daniel Murphy became a 500 hitter. Yes. Of course, after we traded him, of course. So, uh, yeah, listen, all Met fans, I mean, it's... it's wait, who's your, who, you're a Jets fan, aren't you? Ah, uh, no way. You're a Giants fan? No. Steel fan. Oh, that's right. You were a bandwagon as a kid. Yeah. I was a bandwagon as a kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just insulted <laughs> I you. Was, I was a bandwagon as a kid. I was, By I was way, you a Steel were, fan. No, actually, you were smart. In the, in the late 80s, I got into fantasy football. So you start rooting for other players. They had fantasy football, football yeah, that yeah, in the late 80s, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you start rooting for other, other players on other teams. Yeah. And I wanted to buy season tickets. So I couldn't buy Jets season tickets, couldn't buy Giants season tickets. They had a 20-year waiting Isn't list. They're crazy. It's hard to so, fathom that now, given how bad they are. But. So I did what every uh, football fan would do. I bought Eagle season tickets. Did you? And I was an Eagle, oh, season, right. I I was an Eagle you... season ticket holder for seven years. So you would go down to? I'd go down to Philly. At the time, Who'd you go with? Uh, I went with one of my friends. What we did was, at the time, tickets were half price if you bought season tickets. So $40 seats. There were 10 games. There were $200. 
Okay. To buy season tickets. That's like so, free. So me and my friend chipped in another $100 and we bought a third ticket and we found somebody to drive every week. You don't have to pay us. You just got to drive, drive to the game and wow, drive Wow, you back. guys are enterprising kids. <laughs> you just got to drive us to the game and drive us and back. And they did that? And you can go to the game for free. We always found somebody to go with us. All right, so how did you switch from the Eagles to the Steelers? From the Steelers to the Eagles. Oh, you went. You were Steelers first? Yeah. Okay. I still like them both. So now you're... So I still like them both. But if someone asks your favorite team, it's, it's Steelers. 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 Uh, Steelers. Okay. Yeah, still Steelers. Okay. I'm, I like them longer. I had spinning. Okay. Well, I like that. They, okay. they have nicer uniforms. I like the black. Like yeah. No, I like the Steelers. So, uh, That's why yeah. I like them. <laughs> now we got to get, get to the dominant um, part. The thing that you have, an, I won't say unique experience, but for a guy your age, an unusual experience, you had a heart attack. I did. How, I had a heart attack. A few months ago, right? I had a heart attack in July. Jesus. I don't drink. Um, Since the heart attack, <laughs> I don't drink. No, no, I didn't. I, I stopped drinking. Maybe I don't. What know. What is drinking have to do with a heart attack? I don't know, but I don't drink. The bottom line is, I I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've you, never smoked a cigarette in my life. You I, you led a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I always ate kind of healthy. I went to the gym when I could. You know, I didn't go to the gym every how day. Often, how often? How often was that? I I, I did go at least twice a week. Oh, okay. So okay. I was going. I was, I, making, I was about to make a joke about once no, once every six months no, is not a lot, but no, no you you no, would go to the gym. Yeah, I went. So you're living a healthy lifestyle. And July rolls around just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Well, my son got into musical theater. Um, he was into rock in the beginning. He got into musical theater. He walked into a, into a theater class one day, and he saw 30 people in the class. And he's like, Dad. He's like, there's 27 girls. There's three boys, and I think two of the boys like each other. He goes, <laughs> I want to be in theater. You, I so knew you were going to have smart children. I'm like, I'm like you know what? Go for it. You know, uh, Barishnikov, the famous famous um, ballet um, person, um, when he's interviewed, he said that's why he went into ballet. Is, is he still called a ballerina, a famous? Uh, I don't think they ever called a male. <laughs> I don't know. Did they? Uh, well, we can look it up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the most famous baller whatever, you know, did exactly what Hunter did. Yeah. Well, that, I love that, it. That, that, that's exactly what happened. So he, so he joins. He got into theater and, you know. Growing up, I had a stuttering problem. I don't know how well you remember, but I used to stutter really bad. What? what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Honestly, I don't remember it that at bad. all. Like, was it? It was very Did bad. Did you get it was, allocution lesson, lessons I think, or something? Allocution lessons? No. I mean, non-stuttering. No, let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. Non-stuttering lessons. Remember, I was in 7 one. I'm sorry. That was I know. No, I, I don't remember. Just, I honestly don't remember you it just having went a problem. Away. I think it got even worse when I was in high school. Okay. It just kind of went away. Okay. Like I couldn't even say hello to answer the phone. I was always okay. like, oh. Oh. So I, I, I used know. to answer the phone yes because it was just easy for me to say then hello for whatever reason. So okay. um, I had a stuttering problem all the way through high school. So now it's um, now I'm turning fifty, and it's always been one of my big fears is to be on stage like my son does. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to overcome my fear. You know, you know, I don't want to do this, but you know, I'm I'm going to be 50. Let's let's do this. Good for you. I don't have to be a tree anymore or a blade of grass or whatever I was have, back you in, ha- the, you'll have a line in the shows. Even. I might actually be able to speak. So we're doing High School Musical, the show High School Musical. Sure. So we're auditioning. Uh, I'm not auditioning. We're running through the uh, you know the, the rehearsals. Everything's going good. Um, you know, um, one of the first days I'm, I'm I'm in the first act. I'm breathing heavy after one scene. I'm like, wow. I'm like. Something doesn't feel right. I'm I must be really out of shape. But I'm not in the second scene, so it goes away. I'm in the third scene, it comes back again, fourth scene goes away. Okay. And this goes on for a little while. So of course and, and all you're feeling is 
Just a little, a little out of breath. Just a little pain in my chest, a little out of breath. Nothing. You felt some pain nothing, in your chest, though. Yeah, but nothing like I don't know. It could have been anything. Yeah, nothing. So, nothing that you might yeah, not have experienced think, before. Nah, I didn't think it was anything. I, okay. I'm like, all right. So of course I go home and I, you know, me being the genius that I am, I go on on WebMD and I'm like, I'm gonna figure out what's wrong with me on my own. Okay, come, so you, you were alarmed enough actually to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew something wasn't right. Okay. So I came to the conclusion that I was um, I was dehydrated. All right. Yep. <laughs> yep. All, all that. All that medical training. <laughs> I, it paid off. I, I don't. You were, listen, you were dehydrated. I'm not Got a me. water guy. I don't drink a lot of water. I uh, I never listen, did. Um, at nine out of ten people are going to assume that too. So you're yeah, in I'm good not, company. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm I not did, a all I need is a little water to get rid of the chest pains. <laughs> yes. Got so it. Okay. so I started drinking water. And the next rehearsal, you know, same thing. Wait, how, when was the next rehearsal? Maybe a week later. Oh, so a uh, week goes by. Yeah, so a week goes by. and, and uh, oh, That's a long time, but go ahead. Then another another couple of years. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm still feeling pain. Maybe so I'm, weeks are going by now. Yeah, now it's about two weeks later, three weeks. So now I'm 50, whatever, you know. Now okay. So now I'm, like, now I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like I, you know, I know what's wrong with me. I'm not drinking enough water. So here I go. I start drinking more water. Thinking, okay, it's got it's got to be the water. Obviously, any person's going to assume that too. You, I'm sure you're in great company with. It's got to be the water. What else could it be? I got to drink more water. Yeah, I'm not drinking a maybe two thousand spring. Maybe I should switch to Evian. But yeah, it's it's definitely the water. It's got to be. I mean, what else? It's the only logical explanation. It's got to be the water. So I start drinking more and more water. Now we're running through the whole show, and um, in the first scene, I had to say um. Look, this summer is going to be all about making a dough rise dig. Wait, wait, say that again. <laughs> this summer is going to be all about making a dough rise dig. All right, maybe you need. Then, can I get you some water, by the way? Then it's then it's. Uh, I'm talking pastry dough hoops like cream puff profiterole. But, that was my line. By the way, I couldn't say that. I couldn't. It took anyway. me. It took me all those all those weeks. All right, to say. so you that that's your line. And that's my line. And basically, what I said was something like that that made no sense. So you, it wasn't even English. It was just some noise. So that you're came in. Out of my you're mouth. in in the in, this, in the theater the rehearsal. Yeah, and gibberish kind of comes out. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. So right there, I'm like something. Now I know something's wrong. But I go through the whole rehearsal. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what's wrong. You need more water. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you know, I, drank, I drank a cup of water and I, get, I went through the whole rehearsal. Get this guy some water, <laughs> so, stat. <laughs> so now it's the, it, it's the end of the rehearsal. At the end of the rehearsal, uh, what happens is the director sits everybody down and criticizes whatever's wrong. <laughs> and he came up to you and said, you need some more water. Yeah, well, everybody's <laughs> looking at me and you know I'm sweating profusely. I don't know what's okay. wrong with me. I felt a little bit of tingling in my in my fingers and a little numbness in my shoulder. But none of this is really well, fully registered. Okay. Now it is. At this point, it is. Okay. So somebody comes up to me and they're like, Scott, you look like shit. <laughs> like, okay. oh, so what else is new? They're like, no, they're like. Worse than you're usual. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, you're gray. Something's not right. You need to go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, hospital. I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll go to the doctor tomorrow. Sounds, sounds, like, sounds like someone's dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm, right. you know, I am you're, my you're, father, you know. Yep. So me being stubborn, I'm like, oh, I'll go to the doctor tomorrow. You know, no big deal. And I had the next day off. It was a Friday. So I go to the doctor, and the doctor does an EKG on me and checks my blood. And she says, everything's fine. Yeah. By the way, this is this part of the story which you've told me months ago, which blows me away. Yeah. So she's everything's like, fine. She's like, everything's fine. Your EKG came back normal. Your, your blood pressure's fine. Everything's okay. But I'm a little bit nervous about your symptoms that you said you had. So if you were my husband, what I would do is I would go to Kill the myself. emergency room. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think she was being nice. Okay, she said, okay. I would go to the emergency room 
If you were my husband, I would make you go to the emergency room. Wait, wait, that's such an odd thing. You're at the doctor's office at this point. Yeah. So why would they send you to the emergency room? Uh, because I guess they do further checkups that that they, they couldn't do yeah, in a doctor. So you're in a, like doctor. a local doctor's office. Yeah, yeah, okay. just, just the local doctor. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm still debating: should I go? Shouldn't I go? But, a, but you're I, you're like you're a coin toss away from going home yeah. and not going to the emergency. Yeah, room. I'm kind of toss up. I'm like, she goes, listen. She goes, you're going to go there. They're going to run this test on you. If your numbers come back elevated, they're going to keep you there for three hours. They're going to run the same test on you. If the numbers go down, which I expect they will. They're going to give you some medication and send Same. you on your way. So go. I'm like, fine. So I go there and my numbers were elevated. I wait three hours. I take a second test and my numbers went up even higher. Which so is that, a sign of a heart attack. Which is a sign that I had a heart attack. So now the doctor's like, um, I have to admit you. But we can't do anything till Monday. Again, this is a Friday. Oh, no. They don't, you know, I guess they don't. You they have don't to again. time these things right, Scott. So, yeah, I should I should have went on a Thursday. You know, I, I exactly. should have had a heart attack the week early. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I go. You're not happy, but there's no yeah, there's no choice here at this point. Yeah, what am I going to do? You know, you're in. You have to so, do the right thing. So they start asking me about history of heart disease in the family, and I'm like, nah, there's, there's no history, nothing, nothing. Health, the Millmans. <laughs> yes, we going are, back a hundred generations. We are the, the healthiest. You know, the, we are. You know, the picture perfect. You know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anybody that knows me knows that's not true. Okay. Um, so I'm like, no, there's, there's no history at all. About an hour later, you know, my wife comes with my mother. My wife was just coming back from Florida. Her, her mother had died on Monday, and this is Friday. This story gets so much nicer and yeah. not sadder. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm By like, the way, I'm going to introduce this podcast. as a very special podcast. There's a lot of, and I'm going to tell people to have a tissue box ready. Because there's a whole <laughs> lot of sad stories here. Yeah, this isn't so sad. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, so my mother shows up, and I ask my mother the same question. Any history of heart disease in the family? And my mother's like, yeah, his grandfather had a triple bypass when he was 75. His grandmother had a quadruple bypass at 70. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. A lot None of, of this. A, a lot of heart problems in the in the Miller no, family. I didn't know any of this. Not Ooh. a thing. And your mom didn't know that you were getting smacked in the neck in but, junior high school. But Yes, but, but she knew that I had pain like two, three weeks before. You know? And she didn't <laughs> she, say anything. Well, you she know, just, she seemed you seemed okay. She didn't so, she didn't she, say so a word. So she had the family history and she still didn't make the connection. She for didn't you. say a word. Okay. Maybe she wants you dead. I that's what I was thinking. It's gotta be that. I mean what, what <laughs> so, else could it be? So the She's there, and she's filling the doctors in on a, 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 a medical history. family history about. that you had no idea about, and, and which suggested that, yeah, this is not a surprise what you're and, going through. And I'm sure if I didn't know about it, then I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know their family of history. Course, so that's yeah. what I want to, you know, I want to stress. Everybody listen, know your family history. All, it's important. All, all nine it's listeners important. of the podcast are <laughs> now going to be... All nine of you people. So, so case scenarios, maybe you need a stamp or two. Okay. That's all. Again, so, they were not alarmed. Yeah. They, 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 they knew you had a heart attack at this point, though. Yeah, I think so. Okay, but I want they so, were checking the extent. And like maybe you need a stent, maybe you need two stents. We don't know yet. Okay, but um, if if you do, we're gonna do it like rally tubes in you. We actually do the put the stent in right there, and you go home the next day. They stick the they stick the the, the tube in me. I'm watching the TV. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but you know it's interesting. And then they take the tubes out. You like watching TV? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then they take the tubes out. I'm like, oh good, I'm in the clear. All right. The next thing I know, the doctor comes up to me. He's like, "You need a triple bypass, possibly a quadruple bypass." Right now. And I'm like, "I'm like, where did this come from? All you <laughs> told me was it was going to be a, a stent or two. Now I need a bypass." And of course, you told him, "I got to be on that show. High School Musical is going on tomorrow. I can't do it." It was a week away. It was a week away. <laughs> and um, he's like, "Listen, he goes, if 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 you don't do this, you have about a week to live." 
Wow. Two of your arteries are 95% clogged. Well, actually, he said, he said two of your arteries are 95% clogged and one of them is 85%. I don't know what the fourth one is because there's three on one side and that's the side that we look at. But let's take a guess. So <laughs> Not clear. <laughs> so, you know, so you're going to need at least a triple, wow. at least a triple bypass. So I'm like, okay, great. He says, but don't worry. It's it's 97% safe. 97% safe. That sounds like 3% unsafe to me. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, so what you're telling me is there's a 3% chance I could die tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, all right, I got, my wife just buried her mother. Mm-hmm. She's going to lose her mother. Your, your her. wife actually buried her herself. Yes, you know what I mean. She went to Florida. She went to Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. She came back. She came back. I'm like, she's going to lose her mother and and her husband in a a week. Now, the mother I could see being upsetting, but I don't know what your relationship's like. Yeah. So don't be so sure that that's a bad thing. Selling insurance, I have a lot of life insurance. Oh, oh. So I I didn't really have to worry about that so much. (laughs) Then I'm like, my my son is 15. Hmm. I'm like, He's gonna. How could you? How old your daughter? Dad, my daughter is seven. Now I start thinking back when we were seven. I don't know how much you remember from when you were seven. Nothing. I don't think my daughter would remember me. No. I'm like, if I die, she's not going to remember me. Correct. That's all I could think about was, oh my god. I just want. I just want her to know who her dad was. I live, so she knows who I am. So what did you do? I lived. (laughs) (laughs) I lived. I'm still here. What did you do to live though? You just I, laid in that bed and I, let them do the surgery. I went to the doctor. It was a four-hour surgery. It ended up taking like 11 hours or something like that. So so there's a there's a few lessons from all this, right? So first of all, you had signs for a month almost, and you ignored them. Yeah. And well, I didn't ignore them. I drank water. <laughs> it's kind of like something goes wrong with your car. You know, okay. You feel, you, you, That's a fair point. Like there were, Yeah. You, but is there any lesson to be learned like – like if you if it happened again, I almost feel like if you if you <laughs> were having the same experience, you might drink water again. Like because it's so not at least in the early part of your your symptoms, right? No, they were I not they were not obvious. Now I'm not the type of person, and I don't think most people are, but I'm not the type of person who at 30 years old is going to go have my heart checked because my grandfather had a had a. Uh, a heart attack when no. you're 75 years old. No, no, I agree, but, but, but the point... But as the point, soon as I felt that pain, yes, I would have been in the hospital. And that was the I mistake was, you made, That you was think? the mistake I made, and it almost cost me my life. But you probably had pain... You The way you told it a little while ago is like the pain that you had in your chest, for example, was not that unusual to you. No, but I, I did have shortness of breath, you know. So, so, know. So, really the, so really the takeaway is if you have pain in your chest, even whether it's unusual or not unusual, right. plus another symptom, in this case, shortness of breath, if there's two things going on that you're, that have never been in combination before, that's that's right. the really signal. Go I mean, go check know, it out. I hesitated. I was doing a lot of things I'm not used to. I was dancing. You know, it's high school music. I'm dancing around like an idiot and singing. So, and, so you, you figure know, so I'm, like, you're, you're, just, I'm 50 years old. To. Yeah, I'm just a little... Boy, that's it's a tough... It's That could happen to anybody. It could. Yeah. It did. <laughs> Well, it happened to you, but I'm saying it's not like it's hard to fault you for the way you handled it. And I don't want to fault you, but the point being, it's like it could happen to anybody and you just got lucky at the end of the day. You know, the funny thing is, you know, all all the stupid things we did growing up, playing tackle football in the hallway, sitting in a cardboard box, pushing each other down the stairs. We did that. We did that. (laughs) Crashing our bikes into whatever. We did a lot of stupid stuff. I didn't have one stitch in my body, not one scar, nothing. You never broke a bone. Never broke a bone. Nothing about me. Well, All of a sudden, I turned 50. And you almost died. A month died. later, now I got a zipper across my chest from my 
well, 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 you know, it's funny. That's true. You didn't get any of those things happen to you, but, and we're, we're getting, you know, on to close to an hour now. There is one thing that did happen to you that you weren't, you know, you didn't go your whole child would never get injured. Oh. I think you had a dislocated knee at one point, I didn't did. you? I had a dislocated knee. Tell that story. Okay. Sure. I, I, was, I was wondering if this was going to My brothers would not allow <laughs> me to have this podcast go on, you know, finish without you telling the uh, the story about the knee. There was this hill we used to call Dead Man's Hill. I think it was very much like your bedroom, how Eric used to think your bedroom was so tremendous. <laughs> totally. It was the same thing. But we, we used to call it Dead Man's Hill. It was probably nothing. The, the, you would think from the name, the scary right. cell. By the way, not probably nothing. <laughs> I've passed Dead Man's Hill on the Bronx River Parkway. Yeah, we passed it all the time. It's not even a right hell. It's like a, it's a slight decline. <laughs> but, good. but we called it Dead Man's Hill yeah, as, uh, when we were seven, eight, nine years old, right? We're looking at this hill. I'm like, wow, this, this thing is pretty It's a sick. scary hill. And, you know, people used to ride down and fall all the time. We'd ride down on bikes. Yeah. People would fall all the time. Would they? Yeah. But um, but no one's ever really attempted to do it with somebody on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're saying... Someone on a bike with a passenger with sitting passenger on a bike. Back. Okay. On the back. So I decided to throw Eric on the back of the bike. So you you have your bike, and you throw my brother, my little brother Eric. And how old are you guys at this point? Ten and ten and eight, maybe. Yeah, maybe ten and eight, eleven and nine, okay. something like that. So I'm like, Eric, Dead Man's Hill. This sounds Eric, this sounds exciting. Eric's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, Eric, get on the bike. You'll <laughs> be fine. <laughs> no problems. So Eric gets on the back of the bike. Somewhere in the middle of this steep, tremendous hill, whatever this thing was. I lost control of the pedals. <laughs> it's such how. a small... I don't, know, I don't know how. Maybe I had small feet. I don't know. Okay. But the pedals are going faster than my feet are going. And okay. I can't keep up. So I decide to hit the handbrakes. Okay. In the middle of the hill. So I hit the handbrakes. The bike flips over me. <laughs> you hit the handbrakes so hard that the bike comes me over. Me and Eric are flying over, over the bike. I land on my knee. My knee is like to the side of my leg. So your kneecap was dislocated. Yeah, kneecap like was Pat dislocated. Mahomes on yeah. the Chiefs. Yes. So, um, me, again, being the, the, the doctor I want to be, I take it and I push it back in. And you did. Snapped. I heard it. You know. Oh, good. And, and, and Eric had a bloody elbow. And Eric's like, oh, my elbow. You know, he's crying. I'm going to check tonight to see if Eric's still okay because he he's is. He's probably still crying about yes, it. Yes, he, he, you know, he doesn't. That's why I brought it up to you. Because, you know. <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> like the, the pain, the pain. So you moved your knee back in. I moved my knee back in and. I went home and I uh, I went to sleep on the floor. I used to sleep on the floor when I was little. So I like to lay down on the carpet, whatever. And I turned the wrong way. My my knee snapped out again. So I got rushed to the hospital and they snapped it back. And how's it doing now, though? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> better than my better than my heart was. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office in the doc in the hospital, and the doctor's like, "You have two choices. Um, I can either either wrap it up in an ace bandage and." It'll get better in about six weeks, or I can give you a shot. I'm like, give me the shot. Yeah, give me a shot. He's like, the shot will go. It'll go down in a couple of days. Like cortisone or yeah. something. It was swollen. It, it literally looked like there was a tennis ball on the, on the right. top of my knee. So I'm like, give me the shot. All of a sudden, the doctor comes out with this needle about this long. <laughs> Again, probably an exaggeration because you know. By the way, for our audience, yeah, like, Scott has his hands like a, like a yard. <laughs> oh, you're a full yard apart. <laughs> but, uh, the, the longest needle. Elephants, <laughs> elephant needles aren't that long. In the meantime, it was probably you know a regular size. Needle. Yes. And they're like, no, you know, a doctor forget so it. So they wrapped it. For six weeks, wrap it up. And you ne- you didn't lose any. Um, you were able to continue your That's athletic it. career. That's it. My athletic <laughs> career continued. So Scott, we're we're coming to the end. 
Which is always sad. Yeah, it is sad. By the way, it goes fast, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm you like love, impressed now. I guess yeah. I look forward to No, no, we could, we could do it. I look forward to this since I first heard your podcast years an, ago. Yeah, in, <laughs> in another 20, 10, 20 years, we can do the, the you know, the follow-up. But is there any big story that we have to hit? No, I think we pretty much... We're done. <laughs> We're totally done. <laughs> can we take back a few stories? <laughs> you can take back whatever you never, want. Never, never, never. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, well, let, well, 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 we'll end it this way. Like, so I was a very bad pseudo big brother, I think, because, uh, you know, I should have, uh, took you all under my wing but you and let what? us all fly honestly, together. Honestly, Brian, you couldn't do any wrong in our eyes. But I, mean, I know, but seriously, but, we, we idolized you that much. You couldn't do any wrong, anything but, wrong. But, but now looking back, you realize not yeah. the, not the greatest guy. Well, now I look back and I... You know, you Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler looks like a terrible. But I, I just, I do want to put that apology on the record. <laughs> I apologize. I was wrong. I was. In a, listen, I was. A, I was no, also you're, very you're young. <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, no. I unlike Fo- unlike Fonzie, <laughs> I can admit I'm wrong. I was. Yeah, I was insecure, like a 13 year old kid who, you know, I don't want these little kids running around me. I'm going to look bad, but. You know, I don't think anybody would have been any different. We didn't want to hang out with Eric. Well, I disagree. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't want to hang out with Eric. Well, this kid. <laughs> the only reason well, I hung out with Eric was because he was up early. Uh, you, you and your brother would sleep till three o'clock in the afternoon. Eric we, was up early. I can hang out with him. Yeah, I wish we still don't hang out with Eric. Actually, so it turns out it made <laughs> I'm like, sense. I'm like, I could just, I can knock on the door. Eric will go yeah. into, into your mom's pocket and take some quarters out. <laughs> That's right. And go to Pelly Deli. Pelly Deli, love Pelly Deli. Video games while you guys are sleeping. Oh, Pelly Deli was the greatest. The video games were the greatest. So, um. Scott, I just I don't want it to end. How do I? Yeah, this is like, but I think it has to. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> it, can't, can't we just go on like another? Just keep hour? talking. Yeah. I'm just getting going. a little sleepy, and we yeah, have people right. seeing soon. <laughs> we're gonna dry the carpet. Yeah, you dropped it, <laughs> Scott. I gave him a beer, and he just emptied it on my carpet <laughs> by accident. But that's okay. It doesn't does it smell like beer in here now? It yeah. smells like basement actually. So it's, it's, yeah, it's actually it just contributes to it. So, so Scott, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. No, no, you no, can't. This, this is like a great experience. No, this is awesome. And we're going to go out with Adam and, and Jay and Dave, and it's going to be nice. And, uh, you know, don't, awesome. I'm looking forward to don't break any beers in the bars, you I, know. I'll, I'll be on All my right. best behavior. All right. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. If anyone's listening. <laughs> Nobody's listening. It's like scra- screaming in an empty forest. Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows anything. That's all right. right. I like to hear myself talk. Anyway, uh, so. All right. Do you have any last word you want to say? No. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>